Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On behalf of Pastors David and Nicole Binion, thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church. Now, let's listen to today's message. Everybody say, I'm a game changer. Say, I'm a game changer leader. Tonight, I felt this tug in my heart to call you to this place of leadership. In order for us to go where we're going to go, we need leaders to rise up. Double is doable but it's going to take leadership. Say, I'm a game changer. I'm going to give you 14 scriptures about leadership, okay? You're laughing because I said 14 scriptures? Thank you, I will. I've been studying with uh, Frank DiMazio for the first seven months of this year. I was doing a, uh, a Zoom Bible study course, I don't know what you call it. We named it, he calls it cohorts. And so about 15 pastors, maybe 20 pastors from around the world, different countries, uh, tune in at a certain time on a Thursday, once a month. And so for seven months, we, uh, we talked about and studied leadership. And, um, so I took a lot of notes, and I decided we paid for this course, so now I'm going to get my money's worth, and I'm going to share with you my notes. Is that good? Yeah. Um, I am so thrilled about what I see God doing with this group of people. I'll repeat to you again, I'm calling you higher. Isaiah said, go up high on the mountain so that you may behold the Lord. Uh, God wants you to see beyond where you are. He wants you to see beyond. He wants you to have a bird's eye view. Okay, so I'm going to read some scriptures, all right? Um, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7 says, but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him. He's talking about Saul. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. The Lord is looking right now on your heart. To be a game changer is a heart issue. It's your personal starting point. Not your outside appearance or your talent or your gifts, your experiences. We all start at an equal place, the heart. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 13, Then Samuel took 
the horn of oil. Everybody say horn. Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord, I like this, and the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. God, I pray that the spirit of the Lord will rush upon your people, the leaders that you're calling up. Iman, you're a game changer. I'm calling you up. I'm calling you, and may the Lord rush upon you. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. To be a game changer is an oil issue. Whoa. The spirit coming upon you. Someone believes in you enough to take a horn of oil and pour upon you. Wow. The horn is just as important as the oil. When Samuel anointed Saul in 1 Samuel 10, verse 1, he used a flask of oil. But in Samuel 16, 1, the Lord said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. The flask represents human ingenuity. It was made by human hands. Saul was the human desire for a king. But David was God's desire for a king. The horn symbolizes God's power and strength. Saul lived to please men. David lived to please God. All throughout his life, he lived to please God, not people. David was a horn. In Judges, the fourth chapter in the ninth verse. And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory. This is Deborah. For the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kedesh. In Esther 4, verse 14, For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You know, this is Esther. Esther. <laughs> Game changers can be men or women. There is no gender issue with God. Women arise. There is a time appointed for significant leadership with men and women. 
Joshua, if you're keeping up, this is my fourth. If you're going to count. I think I have maybe a little more than 14. But have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Game changer leaders have a command to be strong. Intimidation must be resisted and removed. Courage to go beyond is the heartbeat of a game changer. Exodus 3, 4. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, he's talking about Moses, God called him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Game changers have a passion to turn aside from the routine and see the bush that burns. It's a symbolic picture of your future. I would imagine in the desert all kinds of bushes could burn up in the fire. But there was something about this burning bush that was not being consumed. And he turned aside to see. And when he turned, God spoke. Number six, Jeremiah. One five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I'm telling everyone here right now, I'm declaring this verse to you. Before the Lord says, I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. You hear that over there, Bumblebee? Game changer leaders are appointed by God supernaturally. It's not a career choice. It must be a calling. It must be uh, it connected to an encounter with God. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Game changers see and believe that they have a God-favored future. They have a faith-filled, positive perspective on their future. In spite of failures, disappointments, or setbacks. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Game changers become skillful in their work. They're not lazy. They're not just spiritual, but they're skillful. 
I need you leaders to be skillful. I don't want you to come and stand into position and twiddle your thumbs. I need leaders that know how to get stuff done. At the house of God and at your place of work. They can become a great speaker or a great listener. Sometimes, Lisa, right? You just have to listen. They, can, they will be a problem solver. They're flexible. They're a team builder. Should I go back to flexible? Be flexible. And develop emotional intelligence. Y'all pay attention. We got some game changers over there. I said, develop emotional intelligence. Are you taking my picture? Let me suck in. Okay. Let me suck in. I don't know what's the best side. Do I have things in my pocket? Sometimes you have stuff in your pocket and you see the picture later. You're like, I wish I would have taken that out of my pocket. I did, I put my cell phone right up here because nothing worse than a big old bulky phone in your pocket when you're standing in. Somebody just call me a squirrel. <laughs> Zechariah, this is number nine. The fourth chapter, the seventh verse. Who are you, O great mountain? I felt something when I said that. Who are you, O great mountain? When I speak that right now, you see your own mountain. I, I, I tell you, $5 million to buy this building is a big mountain. Who are you? Oh, great mountain. Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace. Game changers are not afraid of great mountains. Game changers face all mountains with the right tools and the right team. They perform exceptionally well in the worst of times with the greatest challenges. Proverbs 24.10 says, yes, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Game changers face days of trouble and adversity. They don't faint. They don't falter. They don't fail under pressure. They don't fall to pieces in a crisis. I just let me tell somebody that right there. You're facing your own crisis. Just please don't fall to pieces. What did you, you saw that on? I, don't give up. Nicole saw this meme. It says, it says, don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. You can cuss a lot, but don't give up. 
That was just the meme. I'm not telling you you can cuss a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, don't give up. I probably didn't say it right, but you got the point. Number 10, Ezra, the seventh chapter, the sixth verse, verse, verse the sixth verse. Ezra. Ezra went up from Babylonia. He was a scribe skilled in the law of Moses that the Lord, the God of Israel had given and the king granted him all that he asked for the hand of the Lord his God was upon him. Game changers have a special sense of God's hand upon them. Say, I'm a game changer. I want you to say it like you mean it. Say, I'm a game changer. They have a sense, uh, an understanding of promotion. Promotion is where God lifts us to another level of influence. Provision. Game changers experience provision. God provides all we need for the next level, for the next season. We are stepping into our next level. We're already in the building, and God provides for it all. I am so grateful for the $4,800 surprise, but $4,800 is piddly in context of what God's going to give us. Protection. God provides a divine hedge, a wall around us. And then game changers have a sense of power. God puts his hand over our hands. His hand is upon us. When you reach your hand for the task, his hand rests upon your hand. You are backed by the almighty God. Number 11, Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Game changers learn to think differently. Thinking is a discipline learned. It's intentional. The difference between a good leader and a great leader is how they think. Psalm 62, number 12. Psalm 62, verse 11 says, Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. Ephesians 6.10, this is part of number 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Ephesians 3, 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, game changers have developed a faith mindset for the impossible. Yes, yes. 
they see possibility in all impossible situations. Number 13, 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter in the 18th verse. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. The game changer sees the invisible realm. The unseen realm, you see it by the Holy Spirit. The visible realm is created from the invisible or the unseen realm. Say, I'm a game changer. I'm a game changer for God. Have some notes. I think I got through 14 passages of scripture there. I'm just going to share some notes now. Game changers have to be people who have had a God encounter. You and your calling have to come into a God encounter. It's the first door for the leader to move through. Jacob's God encounter led him into the leader that God wanted him to be. Jacob, before the encounter, had talent to get whatever he wanted, even if it hurt people. You've been to that pastor's church before. After his encounter, he limped onward. God broke him, humbled him. When you encounter God, you have some level of brokenness. If you don't have a brokenness, I doubt you've actually had an encounter. We do not want to be leaders that hurt people. That's called charisma without character. Jacob without the encounter. Joseph's another example. God used Joseph's own people, his family, his brothers, Pharaoh, a jail cell. He was broken. If you're going to be a game changer, you have to ask yourself, have I ever had a God encounter? Just consider that for a moment. Think back over your life experience in the kingdom. Sometimes we encounter him and then where the fire burns, but then it starts waning and before you know it, you're just kind of going through the motions. But if you'll consider, if you'll just go back in your mind and let yourself rehearse, did I have a God encounter? Oh, Lord. I could spend weeks talking about God encounters that have transformed my way of how I see, how I think. 
success does not bring brokenness. Success will bring pride if you do not have brokenness before the success. I think I'll say that again. Success will bring pride if you do not have brokenness before the success. A God encounter makes the wine taste sweeter. But before it gets sweeter, it gets bitter. I'll just throw this out there. I wouldn't know that much about wine being sweet or bitter. Uh, I'm a teetotaler. Game changers take adversity journeys. The making of a great game changer is a person who has experienced and embraced adversities. Your journey with adversity is the secret to extraordinary leadership. Lord, we've been talking about brokenness for a couple weeks and now we're talking about adversity. Uh, people are going to say, I want to go somewhere else. <laughs> I just want to suggest to you, I want to make sure you follow people that have scars. People who have a story. Have your leaders been through anything? The deeper the pit the higher you go. Proverbs 24.10 says, if you faint, I read it earlier, in the day of adversity, your strength is small. We have to learn how to respond to adversity, not react to it. (laughs) I just saw Janelle's face. It was like, I must have said something good because she went, You need to develop in your DNA to be a person that thinks scripture. Uh, Have a mentality that says, God can. Say that. Say, God can. By faith, I will maintain this mentality. A mentality of supernatural faith. You must have a good devotional life. I am shocked sometimes about how many people don't read their Bibles regularly. I'm telling you, you're going to be in trouble. You got to get this in your daily routine. I don't care if it takes three minutes to read a psalm or a proverb. Start somewhere and have have a habitual exercise of putting the word in your spirit. If not, you're going to get... you don't have the word, the devil is going to beat the poo-poo out of you. (laughs) You don't need devotions just for yourself. You need devotion for those in your life around you. You need to be equipped because we're not just receiving. We're pouring out of ourselves. 
Matthew 17, 20, Jesus said to the disciples, say to this mountain, be removed. What if the disciples would have said to him, I don't do mountains. What would have happened when God spoke to Noah that he would have responded, I don't do boats? Or if David would have said, I do lions and bears, but I don't do giants. Don't ask me to do that, God. I talked to someone last week that told me a few weeks ago how God told them to do something and they said, I can't, I can't. You better never say that ever again. God is calling us to this place and our mentality is God can. See the invisible. If you see the invisible, you'll do the impossible. Game changers. Paul calls leaders overseers, seeing what other people can't see over. They look beyond. They look into the realm of the invisible. They see beyond what everyone else is looking at. The obstacles are not a problem if you can see beyond the obstacles. Great leadership is seeing what others can't see. I'm just calling you now. People, open up your eyes and see. Allow yourself to see the answer. Even if you have to struggle for months to ever bring it into your physical possession. See it. Let yourself see the promise of God. Don't get discouraged. Don't whine about it. Game changers are driven by purpose. You have to be a dreamer. You have to have some God moments that you can go back to. How many of you have ever had a God dream? I mean, it could be an actual dream or it could just be a dream in your heart for the kingdom. And you know it's a God dream. God placed it in your heart. Uh, you received a prophetic word and you see something in the future. You don't know how it's going to happen, but you know it was a God dream. You have to be a dreamer if you're going to be a game changer. Game changers are passionate leaders. The force of the Holy Spirit that causes people to follow you. A person of passion will gather more people than passionless people. You have to be heated up. We sang about that, set a fire in my soul. Luke 24, in the message translation, the, the men on the Emmaus Road said, "This is I love this, the message translation, and I didn't give them this. It said, didn't we feel fire when he spoke to us? 
God, I pray. I pray that what I'm bringing to the house tonight, that people feel fire when they hear what I say. I'm just, I'm just a kid born in McKinney, high school education. Well, I went to, through the seventh grade in public school and then I homeschooled all of my high school. I still have a diploma. Uh, some people discredit homeschool. I pretty much don't care what you think about homeschool. It worked for me. I got all A's. I remember once when I joined, when I started the seventh grade uh, down in Killeen, Texas, my science teacher's name was Miss Samato. And I loved her. And the first day of school, we walked in and she, it was an object lesson. She gave a pop quiz, put six questions on the chalkboard and I didn't have a clue. I mean, this is my first day in science class and everybody failed it. And I cried because I never, I never got a B. I was, I mean, she cheated. She tricked us. <laughs> but what she was teaching us to be ready, that really didn't go. I got an A in that class. Uh, Miss Tomato, she was tricky. <laughs> didn't we feel fire when he spoke to us? Game changers have a breakthrough mentality. I have to believe that he is the God of the breakthrough. People will gather around a game changer because they'll believe that you will lead them into their future that you'll make them better. David had 400 men that were not champions, but became champions. A game changer will take people that nobody wants and make them people that everybody wants. You can read the story in 1 Chronicles 12th chapter. It was in there that... One of the men said, my heart will be drawn to you. I have to have your heart before I ever have your hand. I need people to do tasks with their hands. Last night, uh, well, a few weeks ago, Nicole decided she didn't want the chase in the bedroom anymore. So me and my son, Cole, Carried it into the garage. Well, so y'all had Cole tied up yesterday, hanging out. And so she wanted the chase. She decided she wanted it back. <laughs> so she was upstairs. She was upstairs cleaning one of the rooms. And I went out in the garage and I thought, I think I can do this by myself. <laughs> I got it all the way from our second garage into the front door and I, then I laid it down on the fabric and I slid it across the wooden floor. That, that frightened you? No, there was, it was the soft edge. It was the soft surface. So I did no scratches on the wood floor. It was on the, the cushion and I'm sliding it across and I get to the door and I stand it up and I get stuck. 
and I needed someone's hand. And Nicole came to help me, and if you'll, there's a little bruise on her hand because it kind of bumped up against the wall, and there's a bruise there, and I feel really bad. I need your heart before I need your hand. Game changers are resilient beyond. They will have setbacks, but will come back quickly. A game changer is one who encounters the problem. They don't whine about it and they recover quickly. You'll make mistakes, but avoid what you can. Game changers make big things happen. More than what the normal leader does. Things that are mind-boggling. Because you're moving in supernatural faith. Come back, Kareem. Come, come back, Kareem. I feel like the Western. Come back, Shane. Come back, Kareem. Kareem probably doesn't have a clue about Shane. There are some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to just reiterate to you that in order for us to go where God is calling us, I can't do it by myself. I can't do it with just me and Nicole. Now, we can make an impact. God uses us around the world in different places. We get called in and we take a team of people and he's given us anointing. It's like I, I call it a breaker anointing. In some cases, we go into churches and they have a desire for what they've seen on us. And so God will use us in that in those cases where something breaks open and, and revival comes to their house. But what he's called us to do as pastors is more than we can handle by ourselves. We need an army of game changers. There'll be the double, the double that's coming. We, we need everybody here to be a leader to handle those that will come in. So I just wanna call you to this place of leadership. I don't want this to seem manipulative. But game changers will find time and a place to pray. So I'm inviting as many game changers to join me on Labor Day at 6 a.m. Some of you are already, back, you know, backstroking. I'm not going to do that. I'm a game changer, but I'm not getting up that early. Um, Nicole and I in the church where we got married, uh, we had morning prayer and I opened up the building every day. And so Monday through Friday, and then on Fridays, and we usually maybe have 10, 12 people, but on Fridays, maybe 50, 60 would come. But on Labor Day, I would, I would venture to say that tomorrow, our old pastor will have a couple thousand people gather for, for prayer on Labor Day. There's just something about Labor Day and Memorial Day. Destin, you had, your eyes were big when I said, <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. I wonder if Destin could come to morning prayer. I mean, there's no school. Uh, I know you have to get up early for school. No pressure. 
but I'm not, I, I, you know, it, it would be great. It would be great to have uh, uh, a room full of people praying with me tomorrow, but it's, there's no pressure. I'll, I'll come and dig dirt all by myself because I've discovered the power of prayer. And, but there's this concept when people, like-minded people, connect their vision and become one. It's the unity that brought the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room. It was the unity, the obedience of Jehoshaphat's armies to just march. It didn't make any sense. Get out there and sing. Sing our way to this impossibility. Game changers see possible solutions in the face of impossibilities. God's calling us. God's calling us to be leaders. Who will stand with me tonight and say, I am going to be in this army. I'm, I'm going to be some of David's great men and women. I am going to serve the purpose of God. It's not a a church that's better than any other church. It's the purpose of God in the earth. And this is just happens to be where he has us positioned. This just happens to be where he has opened up a door and given us a place and an opportunity. And uh, when, when we're able to, to put the money down, I would just love to come to Covenant Church six months from now and say, we've got all the money. We're just gonna go ahead and buy it. And let y'all lease from us. I just tell you, this is, I, I just think crazy things, impossible situations become possible to a game changer. So God, we pray. Tanner, I want you to come up and get ready to close. God, we pray for a heart to pursue, to overtake, to overcome, to recover a city, to recover a territory that darkness has invaded and taken over. We step in, in obedience to your word. Give us strategy, God. Give us strategy as, as a people to march with one heart. But may we know the reality of the Spirit of God that rushes upon a people. Rush upon us, God. Spirit of God, rush upon us. Empower your people to demonstrate the King and His kingdom. So we bless you, Jesus. We bless you. We give you our surrendered hearts in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today at the Dwell Church Podcast. For more information about Dwell Church, visit us at dwell.church.